And welcome to the show, and uh, good afternoon here at 5 minutes after 4 o'clock. We are ready for you. Hope you're ready to uh, grab that phone and give us a call. You have employment matters and questions, bring them on. That is the, uh, the way we work. You are the top priority when you grab that phone and get some information. 604-280-9898 is the way to do that. Email address, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And always at your fingertips, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. There's a ton of employment law information there. Absolutely free. It's totally anonymous. You can go spend as much time as you want. And uh, there's contact at the top right of that as well if you want to reach out afterwards to Lior or a member of the team. Again, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. So have a uh, look at that. Will you grab a phone? 604-280-9898. Let's get this happening, pal. What's uh, what's going on? A couple things for the week that was. What do you got? Yeah, you know, always uh, kind of gets difficult to choose the things to talk about the week mm. there was. There's so much uh, going on. There's certainly another very uh, busy week at my office. Myself, my team mem- uh, members, we've all been uh, answering a lot of calls, answering a lot of emails, helping as many people as possible understand and enforce their employment law rights. And that's what we do during the week. And on Sundays at 4, I'm here on the radio to talk to you about uh, those things as well, to answer your questions. To You know, you can pick up your, your phone right now and call us and ask your question. Maybe something happened in the workplace. Maybe, like so many others, you're worried about what COVID-19 means for your job, your job security, your severance, your layoff. If you want to know anything and everything about your legal rights, now's the time. You know, I'm right here answering those questions. I'm live. Uh, and we're going to answer as many people as we can. And, of course, if you want to connect with me, like so many people do off air, we'll give you that contact information quite a few times throughout the show. So stay tuned for that. But as John said, week that was, I always like to start off the show with a couple situations that came across my desk very recently. So this first one, John, I'm going to file under the heading of close call and actually really close call. <laughs> So this person uh, who called me, he was let go after six uh, years of employment. Now, when he was let go, he was offered 12 weeks by way of uh, his severance package, 12 weeks. Now, he had to sign this and return it by this past Monday, just you know, less than a week ago. So, and In fact, he had signed the paper and was planning on the Monday to go into the office and hand in the severance letter to his boss because he accepted it. Except last Sunday at 4 o'clock on CKNW, uh, he heard uh, Leah Moody, my colleague, uh, with you, John, uh, talking about employment law. And he realized, wait a second, maybe my package is actually not a good package. Let's just be sure about that. So instead of heading to the office Monday morning, he called us. And I spoke to him. And John, not only was his offer of 12 weeks not good, he was owed about eight months pay. That's about 35 weeks. Again, he's been there, he had been there for six years. So the offer he got was about a third of what he was actually owed. You know, the difference was quite significant. Let's put it that way. And, you know, I, I, I only say that because I'm, I'm proud of the show. I'm proud that we're able to reach people and help people. And he had no idea, and like many people don't, about their severance packages. And he called me and he realized that legally he was owed an extra 23 weeks. Remember, the vast majority of people, when they are let go, are offered a lot less than what they're owed. So if you've lost your job now, whether it's COVID-19 related or not, chances are that what you've been offered is pennies on the uh, the dollar, just like this gentleman. So do the right thing. Give us a call. Let's make sure that we get you what you're owed, that you get what you're owed. Uh, I I was so happy to be able to uh, tell this person, no, no, please don't go into the office and return that signed paper. You're owed much more. 
So we're helping him getting that uh, to get that. It's a close call, John, but a very good ending. Big time. And, hey, if you want to reach out to Lee or, or Leah, for that matter, when the show's uh, not on air, 604-283-3123 and help at employmentlawyer.ca, the email address. But like I said, lines are wide open here this afternoon. It's uh, 410, got lots of time, 604-280-9898. What else you got going on? I spoke with another gentleman very recently. He had uh, last year signed a one-year contract with his employer. That contract was uh, about to expire this past September. Well, September came and went, and his employer didn't say anything. He continued working. Uh, So, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Continued working, getting paid, no problem. Fast forward a month later to October. Company said, yeah, we needed you for a while longer. Thank you for staying. But, you know, the contract did end, so we're going to let you go now. We're going to shake your hand, uh, wish, you, wish you all the best. And when he asked about, you know, any severance, they said, well, no, you, you were on a contract. The contract is at an end, so we don't have to pay you anything. That's, of course, when he called me. And he wanted to just very simply know, is this right? So here's how this works, John. Yes, he was on a one-year contract, and if they had let him go in September at the end of the contract, they would not have to pay him any severance because that was the deal. He works on a one-year contract. But that's not what happened. The moment he continued working past the end date, he now became an indefinite regular employee, no longer an employee on a contract. Literally, the very next day after that contract expired, once he was still there, that contract doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. It's it's forgotten. And he's a regular employee. So for him, that means when they let him go in October, yes, they had to pay him severance. In fact, about three months pay is what they owe him. So I'm helping him to get that. It's not going to be a problem. It's not difficult. But a very important reminder of two things. Number one, if you work on a contract with an end date, but you continue working past that end date. The contract expired, but you're still there. That means the contract now doesn't exist, which means if you are let go, you're owed severance, and that could be months and months pay. So that's lesson number one. Lesson number two, very important, is that even someone like him, a short service employee who had been there only a year, is absolutely entitled to severance for him. It's three months. Short service does not mean you don't get severance. In fact, you can get quite a bit of severance. So very important lessons there for everyone. Uh, Things to definitely, definitely keep in mind. And again, uh, open lines, quiet, so uh, bring on your call, 604-280-9898. Want to get into this topic for the day as we uh, get some calls and emails lined up. What you may not know about termination and severance. I mean, we know some of the the three main pillars, and that would be age, length of employment, and position. But there are other factors, many, that go into determining how much severance an employee should get, right? So yes, when it comes to how much severance you're owed, first of all, let's dispel of the notion that it's a week per year of service. Nonsense. That's not true. That's absolutely false. So the main factors are your age, your position, and the length of your employment. The longer you work, the older you are, and the more senior a position you have, the more severance is owed to you. But there's other factors. So, And and any, any factor really that could impact on someone's ability to find a job is a factor that's can, that can impact severance. So for example, if you're working in an industry where there's not many jobs, that can impact your severance because it's gonna take you longer to find another job. If you're working in, in a situation where, again, it's a bad economy, uh, maybe because of COVID-19, so there's it's difficult to find a job, that's gonna impact your severance. Maybe you have a medical condition, a disability, and because of that, you can't just take any job because, again, you have limitations. 
that's going to impact your severance. Maybe you were recruited from another job. That's going to impact your severance. So there are quite a few factors, and there's many more, by the way, that can impact your severance. That's why it's so important to understand that you can't just say, well, I've been there for two years, therefore I get this much. You really do need to get that advice. The devil's in the details. You may be owed a lot more than what you realize. So let's always talk about that situation. If you lost your job, to apply the right factors to you, or as a starting point, you can do it yourself. Grab your smartphone, your tablet, what have you, and go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You'll see our severance calculator tool there that you can use for free anonymously in seconds. So definitely something to check out. Describe, you know, an average call you'll get in a day at the office from someone who's just been let go. I kind of, I under, I think I know what the what the vibe is going to be, but how does it generally start off? So generally speaking, when someone calls me at the office, they're uh, upset about being let go for for obvious reasons. Uh, they're upset because they feel that their their boss or their employer didn't treat them properly, that their boss or their employer maybe wasn't honest with them about the reason. So they always want to tell me, you know, here's why I think I've been wrong. Now, the reality is this, John, that in most of these cases, the, the employee was wrong, but not by, the, by what they think. It's not about the reason and, and whether it was fair to let the employee go. An employer can let you go pretty much for any reason. But here's where the fairness comes in. They have to, uh, to pay you proper severance. And most people, when they're let go, are not paid proper severance. So an, an average call starts with People wanting to tell me, for obvious reasons, why they're upset about being let go, why their boss didn't treat them properly. And in that, those situations, that's when I kind of have to uh, you know, make them focus on the severance and understand, help them understand what they're actually owed. In the vast majority of these cases, John, someone is offered pennies on the dollar, and that's when I get involved to help them get what they're owed. And you know, an average situation may be someone that's been offered six months when it should have been 12 months or 15 months. So those are the exact types of calls that I deal with every day. We got a lot to get through. Let's take a short break as we roll on here. What you may not know about termination and severance, stick around for this. You're going to learn something guaranteed, but you'll want to learn more and get some questions answered. Use the phone. We got a wide open line, 604-280-9898. Employment Law Show on CKNW. You bet. It is that time. Lots of time for you to call in. It is just 418. That number you know at 604-280-9898. Email address help at employmentlawyer.ca anytime. And another resource for you, it's like having a lawyer with you at all times, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, free and anonymous website, a wealth of information there, all at your fingertips, including the severance pay calculator. And so much more. So use that uh, whenever you like. Uh, and anonymous, you can just turn off, click off your browser, and nobody knows you were uh, you were ever there. What you may not know about termination and severance: uh, Does the size of the company matter at all? How about that? So this is another one of those misconceptions that uh, many people believe that. Well, wait a second. If I work for a small company, surely they don't have to pay as much severance as a, a large, huge company. Well, no, that is absolutely false. Remember, we talked uh, before the break about the factors that go into determining how much severance you're owed. Well, the size of the company is not a factor at all, not even close. So small company or big company really is not going to impact in any way the amount of severance that you're owed. The severance that you're owed is calculated based on, on factors that are relevant to you, the employee your age, your position, your employability, etc. Nothing to do with the company. 
So if you're a general manager with three years of service and 50 years old, whether you, you're working in that role in a small company or a massive company, you're still going to get the same six-month severance. Uh, it's not going to be impacted. So please, if you're working in a small company and you think, well, it's just me and the owner, they're letting me go, clearly they don't have to pay me severance, stop right there. You absolutely get severance. And if you walk away from it, you'll find out when it's too late that you may not be able to go back. So do the right thing. Give me a call if you lost your job. By the way, that number, 604-283-3123. That's to call Lior when the show's not on air. But here and now, 604-280-9898 is the, uh, the way to go. And our callers are always priority. And Nazar, how are you? Good afternoon. I'm good. How are you? Good. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, so a quick question. What happens if the amount of severance is pre-indicated in the contract? So let's say in, in your contract it says that you get two weeks of severance for every year work. Uh, is there a possibility of getting more than that or challenging uh, whatever stipulated in the contract? That's a great question, and, and the answer is absolutely it's possible. The vast majority of times when the employment agreement outlines the amount of severance, that's something that's not enforceable, and there's about 25 different ways to get around it. So there are certain contracts that are enforceable, they're, they're, that are drafted properly, but usually they're not. So it's very important not to assume that just because your contract says, I get X if I'm let go, don't assume that that is in fact all you're owed. You may be owed much, much more than that. So the best thing to do is you know, give us a call on the czar, let us review the, the employment agreement, and we can tell you if it limits you or not. It probably doesn't. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks, Nazar. I appreciate that. I'm going to give you that number as well, as you've probably heard me say a couple times already during the show, 604-283-3123. 604-283-3123. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Your calls, more of them coming up. Keep bringing them on, 604-280-9898. That's how fast you can get some uh could be almost life-saving information, life-saving as far as your career is concerned. So call us, 604-280-9898. Something else you may not know about termination and severance. How about this? Does an employer have to be honest as far as the reason for terminating an employee's employment? I mean, you know, severance, I'll, do they have to just come out and say, here's why I'm firing you or goodbye? <laughs> you know what I mean? So the question, there's really two questions. Number one, do they have to tell you? And number two is, do they have to be honest? Uh, right. <laughs> so the, the answer to both of these questions, believe it or not, is no. Now, let, let's take a step back. I think uh, from an from a ethical standpoint, from a fairness standpoint, even from a good business standpoint, an employer should always be honest about the reasons for termination. But the question is not what I think. The question is what the law is. And the law does not require the employer to, number one, to tell you why they're letting you go, or if they tell you, it actually doesn't require them to be honest about it. So I'm going to give you an example. If your employer says, oh, we're letting you go because we're, we're eliminating the position, okay, and the next day you see that they're posting online for your job that they just eliminated, you may think, wait a second, that's wrong. Well, it is wrong from a, from a fairness and a, an ethical standpoint, but it's not wrong from a legal standpoint. Your employer can let you go for no reason or for a reason that's not honest as long as they pay you proper severance. Now, of course, there are some exceptions to that. Generally speaking, you cannot be let go for discriminatory reasons. So your employer can't let you go because of your age or ethnicity or disability, etc. That's illegal. 
So, and I've seen employers clearly letting someone go because of their age and saying, well, no, no, we're letting you go for other reasons. That's because it's a restructuring. So in that situation, if it's a discrimination, it is illegal. But if it's simply one of those things that company is, you know, not really talking to you honestly and then letting you go, yeah, they can do that. But remember, it's the severance because chances are, especially with an employer like that, that the severance that they've offered you is pennies on the dollar. And that's what makes it a wrongful dismissal. But no, your employer does not have to tell you why they're letting you go or even to be honest about it. That's what really uh, people really wonder. Really ticks them off. They say, "You know, I did everything right, and I don't know why they're letting me go." It's you know, it could be something completely unexpected. I mean, we always joke that they don't like the way your tie looks; they can let you go, but they have to give you proper severance. I mean, it would probably never happen, but that's the reality of it, right? You know, I've certainly seen people being let go for you know silly and, and ridiculous reasons, but generally speaking, an employer can use a silly and ridiculous reason to let someone go. And yeah, your example is is a legal one. Yeah, you have a striped tie. We only like people with ties with no stripes, so we're going to let you go. I mean, that's, that, that is a completely silly and, and dumb reason for an employer sure. to use, but legally, they yeah. could, so long as they pay proper severance. But again, 90%, 90% of employees, when they're let go, they're offered a lot less than what they're owed. The number, 604-280-9898. That's the call in now this afternoon for the remaining time we're here on air doing this show. And something else you may not know about termination and severance. Uh, we've said severance, so I just did it again and again about 20 times so far since we started. So clarify the terms. Uh, we hear the word severance. We hear the word termination pay. We hear us talk about payment uh, in lieu of notice, working notice, all these things. Round them all up. What do they all mean? Well, here's, you know, You've asked me a question, but I'm not going to answer it, okay? And and I, I can give you a definition as to what these all means, but I'm not mm-hmm. only because it doesn't matter. And they, all it can do is confuse people. So a lot of people would look at it and say, wait a second, am I owed termination pay or severance pay or pay in lieu of notice? And what does it mean? It doesn't matter. All that matters is the amount of compensation that you're owed when you lost your job. Now, that amount of compensation may be a part of it, may be payment in lieu of notice, and part of it may be severance, but it doesn't matter, okay? At the end of the day, what matters is what you're owed, the, the actual total amount. So rather than try to figure out the components, which don't matter, I'm not, I'm not even going to bother. So if you lost your job, you owe, uh, you're owed a certain amount of compensation. Uh, I call it severance on the show. Most lawyers refer to this amount as severance and that's all you really have to know if you're owed six months or 12 months or 18 months that is your severance how it's structured and if a part of it is called this and a part of it is called that doesn't actually matter at all don't waste your time about it only focus on on, on what it is that you're actually owed uh, and that's why we're here and by the way pocketemploymentlawyer.ca allows you to calculate your severance if you lost your job that's right. It's a great website. Right in there is a severance pay calculator. You can use that right away. Clears it up. Gives you a nice, accurate number. Guaranteed or almost guaranteed to be a lot more than you thought it was. So that's why you don't ask your neighbor Steve for advice. They give you severance or, or, or payment in lieu of all that. Is there something? What's working notice? How does that factor into the uh, into the equation? So working notice is actually an alternative to paying severance. So I'm going to give you an example. Company lets an employee go or wants to let an employee go and they figure, okay, he is owed, I don't know, 18 months severance. So one option is goodbye, you're gone today and we're going to pay you for 18 months. That's option one. 
Option number two is they can say, well, wait a second. Instead of paying you for 18 months, we're going to give you advance notice 18 months worth that you're losing your job. So we're telling you today that 18 months from now, we're letting you go. Now, in that situation, as long as the employer gave sufficient notice at the end of that 18 months in that example, they won't have to pay any severance. Or the employer can even do a combination. We're going to give you 10 months notice and I'm going to pay you for another eight. Whatever combination that results in the right number. So an employer can, instead of paying you severance, give you working notice, advance notice of the termination of your employment. Now, most employers don't do that. In most situations, when you are let go, the company is simply going to say, okay, you're gone today. Now we're going to pay you severance. But if you are provided with working notice, yeah, that's something that's legal. But remember, in most cases, the company, even after the end of the notice, would still owe you some severance on the back end because they probably didn't give you enough notice. All right, we'll give you a second to take a breather and grab a phone, 604-280-9898 is the way you want to call in. Ask your question, email as well, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get to those here in just a minute. And as mentioned, anytime you want, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll take a short break, come right back. Lots more Employment Law Show is on the way, CKNW. And welcome back. It is uh, 433. You have plenty of time. Pick up a phone, 604-280-9898, help at employmentlawyer.ca. By the way, employmentlawyer.ca, the website right there. Go there and catch links to our TV show as well. Uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is a good website to use. That's full of employment law information. You can just uh, use the entire website yourself. It's absolutely free. It's easy. It's anonymous, but there is a contact button at the top right if you want to carry on and get a hold of Lior or Leah after that, feel free to do so. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Just getting a couple calls lined up here as we wait. We'll get back into more of this, Lior. What you may not know about termination and uh, severance. We always talk about, you know, people should negotiate fair severance, but if they do that, do they risk losing what they've already been offered? And that is a question I get very, very often. Pretty much every time I speak to someone about their severance package. So, So let's, you know, put out a scenario. Employee gets let go. They were offered, I don't know, six week severance. Lior tells them, no, no, you're out your road six month severance. But the offer also has a deadline. And the employee then yeah. asks me, well, wait a second. If I use you and work with you, Lior, to get better severance, do I lose that six week offer because I'm not going to sign it by the deadline? Uh, the answer is absolutely not. And the reason for that is that six weeks offer is irrelevant. It means nothing. You're owed much more. If I owe you uh, $100, but I say I'm only going to pay you $30, but you better sign this by Friday, <laughs> you'd say, well, no, I'm not going to sign this by Friday because I'm not going to accept $30. I want 100 It's the same thing with your severance offer. No, you're not going to lose anything. You're going to get what you're owed. The company doesn't get to decide how much severance they have to pay you. The law makes that decision for us. So that's why it's important to get advice and do not be worried about losing your severance offer. You won't lose it. You're actually going to get what you're legally owed. Yeah, they scare you into thinking that. It's uh, 604-280-9898. That is the way to call through and get your questions answered. Sydney, thanks for standing by. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's up? Yes, uh, you know, I, I think it's a very thin line when the, for whatever reasons the employer gives to the employee. Uh, I've, uh, I have my own experiences. You know, they they can say, oh, within the three months, they can say, you're doing a great job. And, and then when it's almost three months, and then they say, okay, you're not suitable for a job, which which could be 
not the real reason, but the real reason is some discrimination or, you know. So what can we do about it? Even if you go to the Human Rights Tribunal, there's no use, right? Well, no, not at all. That's completely wrong, actually. If if your employer discriminates against you, then yes, a human rights tribunal may be uh, an appropriate course of action. Now, at the end of the day, the employee has to show what was going on here. Uh, so, you know, if the employee is the only one let go uh, and, you know, they're of a certain race or ethnicity and everyone else is a different one, then it may look like discrimination. Or if the only one that was let go is someone that over the age of 65 and everyone else is younger, again, it looks like discrimination. In some situations, it's actually not difficult to show discrimination. And remember, even if you're let go after two or three months, you may still be owed severance as well. So there's severance, there's discrimination, but please don't ever assume, Sydney, that you can't do anything about it. Uh, that's completely wrong. If, if that was the case, I wouldn't be here on the show. I wouldn't have 35 lawyers in my office. Uh, the reason why I'm able to do that is because there's a lot that we can do, a lot that we can help. So if you want to talk about your specific situation, always happy to do that. Okay. Okay, but do you have to prove in any any way to, that the employer is, is is wrong or it's very thin line? Like I said, it's very thin line. They can always say that oh, he's not performing his job up to task or he's not good enough or he's you know. Well, if we're saying that there's discrimination, they may have to show why they let someone go, why the employee is not performing. So yeah, you do have to prove it, but in some situations it may not be difficult depending on the circumstances. So. Uh, don't don't make assumptions, and you know if you if you are in that situation, if you feel you've been discriminated against, Sydney, give me a call at the office. Let's talk about that, and let's let's figure out exactly how we go about proving it. Sydney, appreciate the call and your time. Here is the uh, number to reach out. I advise that you uh, you do when uh, when we're done. Six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll get you all taken care of. Still got some time here. 604-280-9898 is the way you uh, call through and ask your questions, just like Sydney did. It is just that simple. What you may not know about termination and severance. Um, other than the number of months of severance, what else should an employee consider when they look at their severance offer? Because that, that, I mean, that's what they're going to be laser focused on is how much cash they're getting, right? Right. So there's really two things to, to look for in a severance offer. The first one is, yes, the number of months that you've been offered. Uh, is it three months? Is it six months? Is there 18 months? And is that appropriate? Because as I said already, the, the vast majority of people, like I said, over 90% are offered a lot less than what they're owed. So yes, number one is the number of months. But number two, and equally important, is what's included in that. So it's not about just did I get six months or not, it's did I get six months of my total compensation. Remember, your severance has to include all components of your compensation. So salary, bonus, benefits, car allowance, stock options, pension, you name it, they all have to be included as part of your severance. So if your employer pays you six months of salary but does not include all the other components that we've just talked about, well, wait a second, that's still a wrongful dismissal because it's not a real severance package. It's not a real offer. So it's not just how many months you're offered, it's what's included in it. So if you, for example, on average get a $10,000 a year bonus, well, that has to be included. If you have a $800 car allowance, well, then we have to include that. If you have benefit coverage, that has to continue for the severance period. 
So that's why it's so, so important to not just focus on the number of months. Yes, that's the first thing to look at, but pay just as much attention to make sure that all your components are included. And if you want to know if something has to be included, it's very simple. You just ask yourself one question. Would I have gotten this had I continued to work? And if the answer is yes, I would have, then it has to be part of your severance as well. How about those uh, folks in sales that have unpaid commissions? Maybe the commission hasn't been paid out yet, but it's like, well, I guess I don't get it because the, the deal's not going to be finalized for another two months. Oh, well. Well, if the employee did all their part in terms of the, the, the sale, if you completed your role in the sale, then you have to get paid outstanding commissions when you lose your job because you've done your part if and when the deal closes. Now, you, you may have to wait till get it till the deal closes, but you have to get it. Now, the other thing about those, excuse me, individuals that are on commission is this. Uh, if you're on commission, then obviously your compensation changes from month to month, mm -hmm. year to year. Right. Some years are better than others. So the question always becomes, well, how do we calculate severance for someone like me? I'm on a commission. So how do we calculate severance? Very, very simple. We look at an average. Depending on how long you've been with the company, usually we look at a three-year average. So if over three years, your average is $67,000 a year. We're going to use 67000 as the figure to calculate your severance. It's as simple as that. If you worked for a company for just a year, we'll look at an average. What did you earn on average a month in that, uh, in that year? And, oh, okay, $6,000 a month. Great. We'll use that to calculate severance. So it's not just your base salary. Very important. It's all components of comp compensation, which absolutely would include commission. In between now, we're talking about the things you may not know about termination and severance. We'll give uh, one final one, at you, and, th and this one comes up all the time on the phones and emails, and that is, do all employees get severance regardless of whether they're full-time, uh, part-time, you got junior staff, you got senior staff, everybody? What do you think? So it's very simple. It, it, you know who gets severance? Those that have a job that lost their job. Mm -hmm. If you had a job and you lost it, you're owed severance, whether you're full-time or part-time. Yes, part-time, absolutely. If you're in a senior role or a junior role, if you're quote-unquote on contract, if you're quote-unquote a temp employee, it does not matter. If you had a job and you lost that job, you are owed severance. Now, you would only not get severance, as I was saying right at the beginning of the show, is if you signed a contract for a specific period of time, two months, six months, three years, a specific period of time, if the contract ends on the date it's supposed to, then you don't get severance. But beyond that, you absolutely are owed severance. You know, you, you, you part-time employees out there who now may find yourselves out of a job because of COVID-19, yes, of course you're owed severance. So don't ever assume otherwise. And regardless of what position you're in, how many hours a week you work, uh, how much you earn, you can always check out pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We have our severance calculator tool there that works for all, uh, all who use it, that allows you to find out in seconds how much severance you're owed. So pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. As I mentioned off the off the start here this afternoon, one to try to get to a few emails. We're going to do that right now after we uh, we take a quick break. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address we use. Help at employmentlawyer.ca, and to reach out uh, now for the remainder of the show, if you have a question like Sydney and a caller before that, six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight six zero four two eight zero nine eight nine eight. It's the Employment Law Show. It rolls on on CKNW. 
Back indeed. Welcome. It's uh, 4.45. Still got time. 604-280-9898. That's the uh, number to call into the station to ask your questions. We're taking a few emails here. Uh, Lior, help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address during the show, after the show. Doesn't matter. Just use it anytime if you want to have an email uh, correspondence with Lior, a member of his crew. Martin, you're up first. Martin says, guys, after 10 years with the company, my last two performance reviews have not been good. I'm afraid that the company is going to let me go. What can I do? Well, first of all, in terms of being let go, there's not much that can be done here to prevent that. So if his employer wants to let him go, they can. The question really is, is can they let him go for cause? And what I mean by that is this. If they let him go for cause, in other words, they can show that he did something so bad uh, that they can't continue employing him, in that situation, they don't have to pay him any severance. But remember, it's extremely, extremely difficult to terminate employment for cause. It's only the worst employees, the worst offenders, that can ever be let go for cause. So for him to be let go for performance reasons, uh, because uh, for, for cause, it will be very difficult. After all these years that he's worked there, the company would almost have to show that he's doing a bad job on purpose, that he's sabotaging the company in order for them to let him go for cause. It's very difficult to let someone go for cause if it's a performance-related issue. Now, what I would want him to do is, if, if he, first of all, agrees that his performance was lacking, then, you know, obviously do better and, and tell your employer what you're going to be doing to, to, to do a better job. If you disagree that your performance was lacking, then say so and say so in writing. Don't just accept the company's comments about your performance. But either way, if you're let go because of performance reasons, unless what you did is terrible, you still are going to be owed severance. And in his situation, 10 years, potentially 12 months of severance is what he'd be owed. So important reminder for him, but also for everyone else, even just because your performance may have been lacking, you know, maybe now COVID-19, you have a lot on your mind, you're managing a lot of things, so your performance slip, I'm not saying that's a good thing, but I am saying that it does not mean that the company can legally let you go for cause. Chuck, you're up. Chuck says, uh, I've been trying to return back to work from a disability leave over the past month. I'm not getting any response from my employer. Now what do I do? Well, you know, if you're not getting a, a response from your employer, we may need to kind of give them a, a kick in the pants, as I like to say. So let's break this down first by saying that his employer does have to take him back uh, if he's been cleared to return to work, if that's all possible. They can't ignore him. What they should be doing right now is making all efforts to find a job for him at, at the same level, same compensation. If they legitimately cannot, then they're allowed to let him go with severance, but they cannot ignore him. So here's what I would do in that situation. Uh, if, if you've tried to speak to the company, they're ignoring you, let me do my thing. Uh, send me a note. I'll connect with the company. They will respond to me. They will not ignore me. So if that's what happens, uh, if that's what you want, I can easily, easily help you do that. And I can make sure that uh, we at least give the company everything it needs to consider and, and, and make efforts to bring you back to work. Chuck, you know the email address. Obviously, here's the number to reach out to Lior and the team, 604-283-3123. It's... Um it's a, it's a dicey game that employers play, is it not, when dealing with people on disability leave or trying to come back from a disability leave with accommodating them and getting them back to work. They can't simply just shut the door or ignore like that, can they? 
No, they cannot. And if an employee's uh, ready to come back to work, as I said, company has to make all efforts to bring them back, even if they've been gone for a while. Sometimes an employee may be gone for a while. It could be months and months, and that's fine. If, as long as it was legitimate, the employer has to make efforts to bring them back. But it doesn't end there. Maybe the employee needs accommodation. Yeah, the employee can come back to work, but they need maybe some modified duties or modified hours or the ability to work from home, what have you. They need some help from the employer. If the employer uh, is provided with that information, they have to accommodate, even if it's difficult, even if it's not easy or, or even it costs some money. The employer still has to accommodate. If the employer doesn't, that's a human rights violation. That's illegal. So you should always know that if you're ready to come back to work, you may have some limitations. You can tell your employer that. You can give that doctor's note. You can talk to your employer about what those limitations are, knowing that the company is under a legal obligation to accommodate you in that situation. Well, if someone's off on a, uh, a disability like that, say for an extended period of time, it could be a matter of years, and then they come back to work and then they're let go. Does that whole time they're off, does their, does their severance increase? Does their seniority keep it in lockstep with the time they've been off to increase their severance? It's a very important question. So the time that you spend off on a leave does count towards your seniority. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm talking about time where you're off on a medical leave. Maybe you've been on, gone for the last year. Now you're ready to come back to work. Well, that year counts towards your seniority, meaning that if at some point you're let go, that year is, is counts towards your seniority, and the more seniority, the more severance. Same, by the way, if you've been off on a layoff. That time, uh, and you went, ended up going back to work, the time on the left counts towards your seniority. So you don't lose your seniority. Your seniority doesn't start from scratch just because you've been off work. The number 604-280-9898. That's what you use. Marcus, thanks for standing by. Good afternoon. How are you? I think we lost him. We lost him. Marcus is gone. Okay. And I asked you that question about, uh, you know, your, your seniority accruing because you told that story one time. It still blows me away with that, that person that was off on a leave for, <laughs> what, 18 years. I mean, you know, how many people came through the door and left at that? But generations had probably worked at this place, and they came knocking on the door saying, hey, how are you? I mean, that's a that's an incredible story. Yeah. The employer literally forgot about this employee who had worked for them for a year 18 months ago, uh, 18 months, 18 years ago. And wow. uh, they, that employee went off on a medical leave uh, and they stayed on the medical leave for the last 18 years. The employer didn't even know about them anymore. Management changed a number of times over that period of time. And as you've just said, an employee knocks on the door after 18 years and saying, okay, I'm better now. I'm ready to come back to work. Uh, you can imagine the, the reaction with the, that company. But that's because what that employee did is actually allowed. Now, that employer could have potentially ended the relationship at some point over those 18 years for sure, but they didn't. Yeah. And if you, the employer didn't end the employment, the employee is still employed. So even though she had only worked for a year, now she's a 19-year employee because Jeez. those last 18 years count. So now all of a sudden they may have to pay her severance as a 19-year employee even though they haven't seen her in 18 years. So, I mean, that's an extreme case, but I think it makes the point that the time that you spend yeah. off does count towards your seniority. Let's get to uh, Marge here, another email. It is help at employmentlawyer.ca. Marge says, uh, my company just offered me a promotion, which I uh, don't want to accept. I would like to know if they can fire me for rejecting the promotion. So remember what I had said earlier, that your employer can let you go pretty much for any reason. So. 
that does mean that yes her employer can let her go if she refuses to take the promotion but it would be a termination without cause in other words it would be a termination with severance she can't be uh, terminated for cause because of that so her employer can't say we're so mad and we're so upset for you not being a team player that we think we have cause to let you go therefore we're not paying severance no 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 never absolutely that cannot happen but the company can say well okay well we wanted to promote you you didn't want that role that's fine we don't have another role for you so we're gonna let you go they could do that but they would have to pay full severance so for her the decision has to be what's better do I want to take this promotion even though I know I'm not gonna necessarily be that happy in that role or would I rather lose my job with severance and the analysis starts with first finding out how much severance you're owed because it's very different whether you're owed two months or 24 months. The The answer to the question may be very different in those situations. Let's wrap it up with Bill's email here. Bill says, guys, I've been uh, called into a meeting this coming Tuesday with my boss. I, know, I believe they're going to let me go. Can I do something about it? Well, what I don't want uh, Bill to do is uh, all of a sudden magically go off on a medical leave. And then you say, well, I know how to do that. I'll just, I won't be in that meeting and they won't be able to let me go. Number one, that doesn't work. If they've already made the decision to let you go, you going off on a medical leave is not going to change that. So, so that's never a good strategy. If you believe you're going to be let go, it's going to happen. If it is going to happen, it's going to happen. You can't do anything to change that. What you can do is be in a good position to, to be prepared for it uh, and have the documents that you need so we can assess what you're owed. So have a copy at hand. Make sure you, you grab it of your employment agreement. If there's pol bonus policies, have copies of those. If you've been disciplined and there's performance reviews, have copies of those. Have copies of the relevant documents because we're going to need to take a look at those when it comes to assessing what you're owed. Don't stress out over it. Uh, you will get severance. You will know what you're owed. You may even want to talk to me before you're let go so we can know even before you step into the meeting how much severance you're owed. But unfortunately, there's not much the bill can do to avoid this situation from happening. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Bill, there's your answer, and uh, we hope you carry on from there as uh, you as, uh, have as well. Thanks for all of your phone calls and your emails, correspondence today. You want to uh, pick it up where we left off, you could do so now that the show is done. I'll give you some ways to do that. First of all, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You can refer to that website anytime you like. Free, anonymous, tons of information on there, including the severance pay calculator, even a section on disability if you want to check that out. And there is a contact button at the top, right? If you don't want to, just uh, shut her down and walk away. The number is 604-283-3123. I want more of a private conversation with Lior or Leah or a member of their team. You can do that, 604-283-3123. And finally, the email address we use every show, that is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time in the Employment Law Show right here on CKNW.